Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June, and I'm Christy Mercer. I'm sounding very crisp in these earbuds. Oh yeah, because you've got the earphones that go right into your ear hole, like an ear plug. Yes, which but my ears are very familiar with. Here is the intimate part. They're not mine. They're your earphones well, that I'm now got in my deep inside me. Well, <laughs> well, like many things, now they're yours, aren't they? Because they are yours by default. Because You've made them yours. Yeah, well, I've just come in and taken, <laughs> pillaged. Taken, I've never. Let's just say, let's just say, since you've been using them, which is probably for six months, I've never used them. So they are <laughs> because you know I've yours. used them. Yeah, and because they just sit now as your earphones oh, in this that's space nice. by default. Welcome to the show. This yeah, is the catch up. The, the catch up is something where we talk about our life. Well, it's, it's not something. It's a show where we talk about our own lives. But just often, like you would catch up with a mate or a girlfriend, and you're like, "What's been going on?" Um, but the, I want to get through a few thing. things first. So we have a live show. So we yep. are touring the country in December. We are going to Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney. Um, we are selling tickets now at thethinkergirls.com. And we want to see you. There's some cheapies for GAs. There's some meet and greets who are a little bit more expensive. We've tried to keep the prices down as much as possible. Um, And we really want to see you at a show. We would even more appreciate it for you to bring someone or bring a few friends as well to maybe allow them to be introduced to the Thinker Girls as well so we can expand our audience. That would be so cool. Use it as a Christmas catch-up. Everybody froths on doing all of the things that they haven't done for the last 12 months in the space of two weeks before mm-hmm. Christmas hits. Mm-hmm. Let's catch up for a drink, you say, with that person that you've been meaning to catch up with for eight months. Use our live show potentially as that excuse, especially as you said last week on a couple of the shows, Brizzy and Adelaide. We've never done a live show of this nature mm-hmm in your hood mm-hmm. so there's an element of risk and a little bit of unknown we're not really sure where our, our posse members or the people that might like or connect to our show or even have recently discovered who we are or might like what we do mm-hmm. we don't really know how many of, of you there are and I think it's also a really good gauge for us to figure out whether we um you know there's a there's an audience there for us to come back so if you are someone that listens and there are a group of mates that do want to come along but you weren't 100 percent sure going to do it we'd really appreciate to know that you exist this is a way for you to show us put your hands up and say hey we love what you do and and then in turn we'll give you such a banger show we're so excited to announce our guests in a couple of weeks so uh, let us know if you get your tickets because seeing them come through on the instagram every day I don't know, it just really motivates us. It's a really nice thing to see. So it's a very simple thing for you to do, but it means the world to us. It really does. Now, this is a podcast channel. It means you're going to get different types of shows, different conversations on different days, 
all on the one feed. So mm-hmm. if you press subscribe, you'll get conversations with inspiring, funny, talented, amazing guests, guys and girls. There'll be a posse podcast where we hear from you guys. We get bits and pieces of advice every now and then from celeb guests. And which- very soon, I must interject, we are about to announce a brand new uh, show, yeah. which will be going up once a week for a period of time. And we have a very big collaboration to announce. So We're that'll be really excited too. So Exciting too. I want to talk about how Moving House is such an emotional ordeal. Mm. And I'm going through that um, yeah, in the next couple of days. Nathan Buckley in his autobiography said, was. Are you fucking joking me? Why are you quoting Nathan? I'm hey, used you to- get your fucking wisdom from where you get your wisdom. You can't pick and choose. Things connect with you when they connect with you. Well, I'm used to you quoting Oprah and like Marianne Williamson. I'm not used to you quoting Buckers. <laughs> Well, now that I'm back on board since we were in the premiership, I mean, in the grand final, we didn't win the premiership. Um, uh, He said that moving house, getting married, and I forget the last one, uh, will always be... getting fired? Yeah, I think it was. Remember I did all those three things in a week this time last year? Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay, so he said, and I think I've said this quote to you before, he said, they are the... Most stressful things you can do Mate. in your life. Yeah. Okay. So shut, I want to talk up. about how um, how we are completely petrified or, or sold a terrifying story about our age when it comes to having children oh, and the reality of what's going on with me and and trying to have a baby, like thinking about trying to have a baby in the next step. And and just stories from those around me that are in my age, in my age bracket, so in their thirties, and the kinds of language and yeah. and and ways that they're made to feel, even though people in their thirties continue to healthily have children. I was even having a convo with girl with my mates over the weekend about this. I don't know because I'm like approaching thirty, and so. It's on a lot of people's mind, this fear. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. crack into it then. So it was interesting because my girlfriend um, is pregnant, my best mate. So Peanut is my best friend and um, she is the mother of my godson, Harvey. So it's number two for them. Ooh. So very, very exciting. And it wasn't always um, – it was always exciting but it was also a little challenging because I had my miscarriage around the time that she fell pregnant. And I only say that because I want the reality and the, the real picture to be told when people are having kids and people are thinking about having kids and it's become very very present and very prevalent when you know you heard those stories about women that couldn't fall pregnant and then they would get so sad when someone did and yeah and you felt compassion for them but you didn't really understand you're like god could you just you know until so you sure experience some, it well until you just start to realize that it does become you a bit mm. like it does become it's different to wanting a job or it's it's all you know different things I've aimed for in the past. It feels different. It feels a bit all encompassing. Okay. It takes over everything, and it also is very personal because your body, you know. And mm. so, anyway, it's all good. It's um, she's doing really really well. I'm actually quite excited. I get to see her tonight. So Ooh. I haven't. I don't live with her in the same state, so I don't get to see her. But anyway, she was going through some scans. There were a few issues for a little bit there. You know, numbers come back and they have to retest things and whatever. It's a it's a really scary road for the first pretty much half of your pregnancy with all of the different testing that we have now. Well, so, I think that's probably a, not a downside, but I suppose that comes along with advances of technology and being able to know more. 
yeah. in more detail, yeah. have more tests. There is that element of fear that comes in. I suppose the more tests you're doing, right, the, the more that could potentially go wrong that you find out about that you may not have a decade totally. ago. Totally. And her test results were all good. There were just a few, you know, a few fears. But through that there were conversations with nurses and scanners and different types of people. And I'm talking about the industry of maternity and having children is fucking huge, right? So you think you've got this kind of um, obstetrician or whatever it's called. I don't even know. I'm not like at that place or have been. But there's all these different kind of big dog You can have midwives and nurses. and But when you go and do checkups and even when you have the baby, there's like health nurses to check your baby. There's just a fuckload of people as a community that are involved in in pregnancy and birth and then the first few stages, which I and guess so there in should be, I some guess. way we're very incredibly lucky. But what it also shows is the system, the Western system, the, you know, that we're put into place is, is very, um, well, I use the word dated. Yeah, I think I will. To some degree, there are, it means that there's a lot of people in there and a lot of people that have been in there for a long time. So you do come into, um, into I guess, contact with people that still see women having children anywhere in their 30s as being quite a risky situation. Yeah, and okay. it was funny because when she was going through these kinds of extra tests, someone actually referred to the, her age as being one of the factors as to why this test may have been a little bit scary here. This number for your age oh. it means this. And, and it just started to open up my eyes and be a little bit more, um, I suppose, uh, observant on the language that's used from these health professionals to people that are going through pregnancy, trying to fall pregnant or having early, you know, having a baby early stages of, the, you know, their child's life. Well, I guess there's a reason as to why there's fear as a woman or just anybody around having kids later in life because it's something we're constantly projected. Yeah, I think we're told that. But now as I move into, and I have looked into pregnancy, fallen pregnant, then we'll consider doing it again at some point in the future. And I'm going through kind of scans and making sure that everything went okay with my miscarriage. I end up having to have a DNC. And so that's a procedure. So we wanted to just, you know, check things and make sure things were okay. And it was funny because I was getting a scan and, and a woman said, okay, you've got this many micro kind of, it's essentially little eggs that end up growing and then dropping and potentially that's what the sperm meets. I don't know all the technical terms. And she was saying, you've got a, you've got actually a lot here. Mm. And she said, you know, you're in a really good position. And I felt really, um, I don't know, I just had a moment of gratitude because I understand there's some women out there that struggle to ovulate and struggle to have lots of things. And, and we definitely don't have a traditional path. So there's lots of struggle that we've had, but I'm really trying to stay very focused on the things we do. Mm. And so when she said that, I was like, okay, great. That's really nice to hear. And it's just nice to have gratitude. And so I was like, I'm really thankful for that. She goes, because if you were 39, you know, that would be a different story. And I remember thinking about four years ago when my girlfriend was going through this and she was 30 and a woman in, um, the, in the medical industry or in that kind of position, whether it was a scanner or a nurse, said to her the same thing but spoke about it being a bad thing that she would be potentially 35. So the age has kind of gone up in that 
Now the scary age was at one point maybe 30. Mid-30s. Now the scary now age has gone 35. Year. Now today, it was today I was told this, this woman said to me as a scary point, it's 39. And when my friend was going through, I guess, a few of these interesting comments that I was like, fuck that, fuck you, fuck her for making you feel like that. There are a few of those moments. She's because much it, more because calm it, than me, but I was like getting fired up. Because in the end the scam was fine and she's all good, healthy baby. It's, it's yeah. actually, yeah, fear on, I guess, the way potentially that people must have looked at things 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And fair enough, they've worked in, in the industry for 10, 15 years. But it's an old story because I said to her, isn't it interesting that you're kind of spoken to like there's all these risk factors because of your age and say she's around mid-30s? I'm like, yet the average age for women having children now is in their mid-30s. So don't you think it would be a time where we're starting to shift the conversation to where culture is and not necessarily saying you're going to find it real easy, doll, but we stop putting out these kinds of terms that make the mass mm. of women feel like shit because I'm pretty sure the the emphasis around fear and bad stuff is not going to help anyone have a, a safe pregnancy or a or fall pregnant for the you know for for more to the point so it was interesting and then just to put the icing on the cake my girlfriend was saying to me yesterday that it is still a technical medical term yeah. to call a pregnancy in your 30s as, is it geriatric? Geriatric. Geriatric pregnancy. Geriatric, I think of elderly people. That's what, it's still often used in the what? medical world. If you're 30 years old if you're having a baby. If you're in your 30s, yeah. it's referred to, I think it's like 35 and over. Good Lord. It's referred to as a geriatric pregnancy. Whoa. And this is what I mean by the language, right? We've got to be really, really careful about what we consume. And we've spoken about this on many different things this year, whether it's weight, whether it's sugar, whether it's making sure you follow through with your health checks and being inquisitive and and demanding on, on on following your intuition and asking for more information. It's the same thing with this. I find that we've got to this place where there are a lot of fucking old school stories we're being told here. Now, I'm not saying wait till you're 39, you'll have no problems. I'm just saying the reality is a lot of us are waiting. A lot of us are 35, 36. So isn't it time to shift the conversation to evolve with where the community has gone and not try and drag us back and make us feel like shit for something that is actually already happening? I totally agree with you. However, I do think, and I think Western medicine is very linear, very straight, Mm. very one size fits all. And whether you agree with that or whether you don't or whether you're some kind of where sit in the middle, there is this kind of idea that, I don't know, my sister is a, she's a nurse and a midwife and she said it's interesting sometimes how these uh, conversations from doctors can be very um, soulless, Mm. kind of just shot out facts, statistics, um, that it's not on a kind of personal level. So, not to so mention, it's not on a realistic level of what's actually happening in the community. But I understand that with the community but on a health level, statistical level as somebody that's say 36 
you have a higher risk of probably miscarrying but I than think someone important. that's 26. And whilst I'm not, I totally am with you and I'm on the same page, I think that I, that language does need to shift in terms of I don't spreading fear. If, but statistically, statistically and, and human and like human nature, when as a woman or a female your body is ready to bear children, hasn't caught up with societal norms of when we do statistically have children. No, but I don't don't think there's – I think some statistics aren't actually that big is my point. I think throwing out things like that saying statistically this is a statistic, but have we looked at the statistics to see if they actually merit – the amount of fear that it's portrayed is the oh, big no. thing. And I that's wouldn't the point. Have... Like I don't – you can say that, yeah, it's more likely XXX. And I don't know about the miscarriage thing. I know it's obviously you you lose your eggs as you get older. That's just a fact. Well, it's and just I a higher it's... risk of a pre- – it's a higher risk I think pregnancy that comes the from older 40. you are. Yeah, I don't think it just goes – so what I think it is is it's not actually an age thing – like an egg thing it's not the same oh, i think that's what i was thinking so when you get to 35 plus yes there's a greater risk of carrying and i think that's even getting older and older but i think with eggs year by year you lose eggs it depends on who you are it depends on how many eggs you had to begin with it depends on how many eggs you lose it's very varied but i think it's more as you get older things change from an egg department for the fertility yeah whereas because- miscarriage i think is it's pretty across the board in terms of the chances. So a woman's fertility starts to decline in her early 30s. Yeah, but that according doesn't to that's got nothing to do with yeah, the miscarriage. Yeah, I think that's why I was getting confused. Yeah, so it is. It's the eggs part and the miscarriage is quite different. And the miscarriage, lots of the miscarriage statistics are around people of all ages, but I think particularly from about 35, 36, 37, it, becomes, it does become then a little bit... Um, a little bit more dangerous, not dangerous. Well, but between more high thirty-five and forty-five years old, between twenty and thirty percent chance of pregnancy loss, and over forty-five goes up to fifty percent chance. Yeah, but yeah. this is where I mean, like these kinds of statistics, they're pretty full on. Like, it's really kind of. It was interesting when there was a there was actually a website, and I'm I'm gonna find. I will do some research after this podcast and put it in show notes. But there is a, a website that flips the statistic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you go on there and you say your age and yeah. your due date and then it tells you what the chances are for you to not have a miscarriage are. Yeah, because I think around the health, well, around all health, not just pregnancy, right, there's always, you're always told the bad statistic. Mm. Don't you think? Like mm. you're about to have a procedure, there is a X percent chance that this could go wrong and you become a paraplegic. But that's my point. All these statistics don't really focus on the fact that, say, 15% is, that, you know, there's a is 15% under 35. chance. But yeah. Well, yeah, but then there's also this this other percentage which is called 85% of people yeah. don't. Yeah. And we don't yeah. think about that. And that's going back to my main point was around the language. It's not really about getting into the the game of will you, will you not, how successful, non-successful things are going to be, when is the right time, when is not. But it's more about the fact that we have changed and it is time for the – the system that is there to support us, support the people that are living the way they're living, not trying to pull us back into a place that we no longer live in. Mm. I'm not saying you give us wrong facts and it's going to be a walk in the park, but most of the time 
if you were to be told, say you were 36 and you were to be told, have a, have a baby with that awful partner or don't, people are going to choose not to. And so telling them that it, you might not get pregnant at 39, do it now at 36, is not changing anything. Well, you're really helping yeah. people. I think there's something very important to be said about the way in which you can tell news to. Or yeah, a stat. Just, like you can say the exact same thing in two very different ways. Like you just said, with the 15% it could be bad or the 85% that it's good. I'm like not, you're saying the same thing yeah, but in a different way. And I don't way. think we need billboards saying 85% and that focus, but there does need to be an evolution with the conversation. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, I want to talk about moving house and how it is such a full-on emotional experience. Mm. And to quote Nathan Buckley, as you did earlier, what would you say? It's one of the biggest, biggest, most stresses that you will ever kind of go through. I can't even imagine what, what it would be like. My best mate has moved twice with a family of four. So me just packing up my clothes and chucking them in a couple of boxes and moving around the corner, which is what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. I When I'm on the phone to her, and I was this morning, and she's like, how's it going? I'm like, I'm a bit stressed about the move. And part of me is like, imagine her vibe of like having – and she and her husband's away a lot, so she's packing up an entire family home, two children's worth of stuff. They're young, so she's getting no help, and I'm like, shit. Like that would be intense. Mm. But regardless of whether you're moving an entire family or just yourself, I think it's not just the the physical putting things in boxes, but there's such such emotion, I suppose, that we as humans attach to things. Mm. And, look, I think everybody, your level of materialism and how sentimental you are about, you know, whether you keep birthday cards or whether you keep, you, you know, ex for yeah, I do. I have up until I'm 21 every single card I ever received. Mm. I'm a card gal. Up and until you're 21. So when you were a teenager and everything. Yeah. Oh wow. To, like, f- congratulations on Christy being born cards right up until my 21st birthday. Do you personally have those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because my mum, when they sold our family home, when they split up but are now still dating, mum's like, "Oi, there's this box of your stuff. Can you come get it?" And I was like, "Um." You're my parent. Like, don't you want to keep these proud moments? Like, 
like why why would I want these like aren't you like isn't that rude isn't that kind of like giving back a photo frame of you and a friend back to your friend that gave it to you no it's like you've graduated you're an adult now I'm off to live my adult life well she was she was like well I'm having a clean up and now I'm single and gonna live in my own apartment by Felicia I got rid of like any kind of you know, like I'm talking like children's hand painting. That's I love you, mum, like first Mother's Day cards. She was just like, oh, wow. I'm doing a clean out. And I was just like, I'm so sentimental too. Yeah, like I'm, we're yeah. both card right, like card writers back to front. It's like a joke in my family where it's like better take out 15 to sit down and have a cup of to read Christie's card. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. so – it's just my vibe. So for me it's not just packing things and taking them from A to B – I find it really hard not to get caught up and I've oh started God. doing this now. Going through things. And you know what I did this morning before we came here to record? I have gone through a section of my wardrobe that I – because, you know, when you move often it's not just a move, it's a cull. Oh, yeah. Because you go through, okay, well, I've gone through this section of my life and the last move that I went through was extremely fucking traumatic Yeah. because I was moving out of living with my boyfriend – for two years at the end of our eight and a bit year relationship and I think and you were there for the big part of it when the moving truck was there but I think I was probably in um on pilot mode for most of the time Mm. like I was a bit numbed out like Mm. I think I was kind of going through stuff and chucking it in a bag but I wasn't really processing kind of what was happening so there's probably stuff that I've brought from that relationship and from that home that had I been fully present I probably mm. wouldn't have brought into my this new yeah, some, section of my some, life some moves are that some moves are physical moves where you just need to survive and get out and get it done and that's it and, and that I think happens. that's probably people, what I that's probably yeah, what that was it's normal people have some of those not all the time but some of them are just Go from here to here. Move things along. I don't think I. Yeah, I didn't have the emotional capacity to. Also, because I didn't know where I was moving to. Yeah. I was moving to a mate's place and trying to store stuff here and there and I didn't know how long I was going to be there for, where, when I'd find a house. Like, and I just think it's such a. Um, I'm not an an anxious person, but I over the last few weeks of not knowing when and where and if and you know everything works out in the wash anyway because I know there's places I could go if I didn't have a mm-hmm, pl- if I mm-hmm. didn't manage to find a place you know before our lease ended at this place that we're currently in and I'm lucky because I was moving with somebody it's not like a situation where I'm like I've had a fight with a housemate and now I'm completely on my mm-hmm. own um where I don't know there's this sense of kind of upheaval and like where will I live like I, sp- I got a little bit spun out around like not being able to – I think maybe because I don't have that much of a sense of stability in other areas of my life, like within a relationship or within work. Um, so I think that sense of home and familiarity, I was like, fuck, now that's gone. Yeah. It was for a couple of weeks where I was like – It's very grounding. In three weeks, I don't know where my house will be. And mm. that is the nature of moving. Mm. And it has all worked out and it's great. But this morning before I came here, I've – bought a couple of moving boxes and I thought I better start doing this because I know what I'm like. Old mate's going to get caught up looking through fucking old journals. Mm-hmm, Don't mm-hmm. worry, I found my breakup journal. I was mm-hmm. going through the pages last night till 12.30 when I was like, what are you doing? Like, And I put on – I don't know why I did this, but I put on my ex-boyfriend's top <laughs> oh God. that I still had <laughs> in my wardrobe <laughs> – 
put on my shoes, like, you know, put my hair up in a pony and I was, like, ready to walk out the door. To where? Mate, yeah, because I was like, do you know what? I went so far one way, that I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to let the memory of this get in the way of the fact that I really like this shirt dress thing, you know? Like, I'm good. And I went to walk out the door and I'm like, God, Stacey's going to give me shit because she's going to be like, what are you wearing that for? And I'm going to be like, hey, I've emotionally moved on so far that I'm good and I can wear something that he used to wear and still kind of smells a bit like him because I'm good. And then I was, I had my hand on the door to walk out and I was like, oh, no, no, no. That shit ain't right. And I went home and I put on this dress instead. I hope you didn't do that because of me. If you no, want to wear it, wear it. No, because I was, I was a moment where I was like unsure and I was yeah. like, Am I really that comfortable in wearing this? No. Well, also, it's a bit different. For everyone playing at home, um, the man had a fashion label, like yeah, or yeah, some yeah, form yeah. of streetwear So it wasn't, it wasn't just like his pyjama top yeah, that so I'm all sentimental about. From my perspective, it's like, I mean, both offer their own issues, um, but I think the, the, the kind of promoting someone that, to be fair, and, and we've definitely... Um, unpacked this didn't always treat you that great so mm. I, I didn't that's that was from my perspective of like oh you can be good and move on but why do you want to support something that didn't necessarily support you mm. yeah I guess there were elements of that I mean I think at the time the breakup was relatively amicable as far as break as far as breakups go but I think upon having a bit of space and distance from that you look back at things and up until that point, I painted in my head a picture of we were soulmates, we were mega happy together. Then all of a sudden I was like, I've fallen out of love. And then we grew apart and then we had a good breakup. Okay, bye. I don't think anything is ever that simple. No. But I did tell myself that simple story yeah. for a little while, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, this oh and, God, and not, just the, but not just the breakup, but just, oh, my God, like it's so – I just get so emo around – photos and memories and really nostalgic yeah and unpack oh my god you know i'm going into my house remember this you know i wore this top when i met blah blah and remember and even nostalgic to the point where remember when we first moved here and i blah and i'm just like oh i just wish i could just grab a couple of boxes and put some stuff in it but it's not um Maybe it, it, it's easier based on the move, where you're at personally, the type of person you're. Mm. I don't know. But I, I'm, I did genuinely think to myself today, is moving this hard for everybody? Because I think the answer because, is yes. Because, you know, like people that can just pack a bag. My old housemate caught standing ovation. She would need to pack a bag and she would do it in 30 seconds. She was a very... Linear, get out of bag, I yeah, need X amount of this, X amount of that. This isn't anything, you know, there's no right or wrong or one's better or not. But I don't want to be somebody that can, that doesn't feel things. That I'm not saying that, that, I'm not talking about her. I'm just saying the other option is to go through, you know, process, reflect. Like, I don't know, I... I, I definitely don't do it to the extent that I used to and I think I did it more when I was probably a little less stable because you, like you were saying, there's mm. a lot of things going on. So you kind of, you, you, I guess you, you almost drive mm. off the those days and this kind of grounding from other times and I don't, I, I definitely feel like I, I'm not in that same place anymore. But at the same time, um, you... 
it's just a very easy way for you to go down memory lane. Like, and I think that's not a bad thing. And I'm also very indecisive. Like you try and you, you watch me pack a suitcase for a weekend and you'll want to rip your hair out. Like I find it, I, it would take me like a good two hours, two to three hours. Yeah. Because like, I'm just like, what will I feel in the day? What will I wear? How many pairs of this do I need? What will the weather be like? How, you know, like does this go with that? I can't wear these shoes. Like just do mm. my head in. Mm. So that process where I'm like, do I need it? Should I throw it out? Should it go to the salvos? Will I wear it? But if I wear this, I'm just like, oh. I really have gone round and round and round and my first thought of you probably don't need it, I will land there anyway. Mm. But I go through this entire indecisive Mm. process that is so exhausting that I've just like – and I was talking to my dad about it and he was like – and I was like, I don't know. Like we've got, you know, a couple of – I've got a weekend where I'm I'm going down – you know, to visit family and then I've got another weekend where we're doing stuff for the races and I'm like, when am I going to get time? Like I've got to go through this whole process and dad, my dad was just like, how much stuff do you have? And I'm like, I don't even have that much stuff. I really don't. I basically got a bedroom and a couple of like bits of pieces from bloody Super Amart that aren't going to fit in our apartment either. And this is a happy move too. Yeah. It's a move to a place yeah, exactly. that I feel good about, like coming into summer, closer to the beach. Like it's a – there's positivity surrounding and mm-hmm. I feel very excited and full of hope almost for this like, okay, reset. So Where are we that, looking? So use that. Like use that as fuel to then um, cull. Yeah. So like okay. go, am I unsure about this and does this make me feel meh? Like kind of the – sub? I won't call the actual suburb – Let's call it Ricky. Does this make me feel like I live at Ricky? This is the, that's the suburb you're in. Sure, Ricky. Like. Oh, lovely place. I'm trying to. Be. Does this make me feel like I'm at Ricky? Yes, it can. It can go. You know what I mean? Mm. Does this is this who I am now and in my new exciting life? Great, I'm bringing it. Okay. Try that. That might work. That's good. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to overcull though. Cull as much as you feel that the Ricky stuff that doesn't serve you can stay. And then you'll have all place. Well, you know, the second you decide that, I bet you will get an email saying, hey, um, you know, do you guys want to choose some things? Like you don't, you've got to just go with it. Choose some things? Oh, like clothes. some clothes oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to overcull because you go very extreme. Like, don't I? I'm like, one way I feel everything. I feel nothing. <laughs> It's like mm. <laughs> I'm dead or full of life. <laughs> yeah, so you need to be honest with yourself, but it will be better once you're in, and you'll have to like have like a week or two once you're in there. But fuck, you'll put on some music the second you unpack. It will just you'll open the doors. I to can the new see place. it. Like, oh, I don't even. I've I never seen your place, and I can feel I it. I can see, and the minute we walked in, my housemate Loz and I, I go, "That's your room, and this is my room." Because I'm in a different place. When we first moved to this place, you're on a good way. So I was like, I don't care how much more. I've got the big room. Mm-hmm. I've had the big room for a lo- the last year. And that's been lovely. It's been great. But I just walked into this into this new place and there was one room that's significantly smaller, mm-hmm. but it's stunning. Mm-hmm. It's at the front of the house and it's light-filled and it's across from the park. And I'm like, I feel really good in yeah, that yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like i don't need the big room nah. i don't need all the built-ins and guess what they'll come again yeah you know if there's one day you're like fuck i really would like it might be in a year it'll come it'll come again everything is temporary remember that pl- remember in the apartment with my ex that never 
felt set up. Do you know why? Because we were waiting and I was waiting for things to be perfect. Mm. No, no, no. I'll wait till we're in a better place to get this, you know. Or I'll wait. I won't buy the $800 thing. I'll wait till I've got 1500 bucks and I'll buy the really good. Like this place of like, which obviously there was a sense where that was right mm. because it never really felt like I wanted to mm. or we wanted to ground and make it home home, mm. you know. So I think so much happens subconsciously too but I wanted it to be perfect Mm. if I had buy this couch this is going to be my couch for the next Mm -mm, 10 mm -mm. so how's that going to fit into the life that I haven't I think it's harder when you're in a relationship too like regardless if it's good or bad you're always thinking things to be bigger and future and I think that's fairly but now it feels so liberating to be like you know I even said to you I'm like I'm going to get a dresser and I'm just probably just going to get it from an op shop and I and not just because I have to there's an element of like not having as much cashish to chuck around as I used to but at the same time I'm like I'm actually quite happy for that and that's you know to round this convo out that's I think why Nathan Buckley said it's emotional because it is often incredibly symbolic of where you're at in your life the way you think about yourself like feel emotionally Mm. and right now I feel like a beautiful worn old school shop dresser mm. a little mm. bit battered mm. and a little you know mm. been through the ringer a little bit because but, you don't really know what your next move I is. don't yeah. but pop a little vase on there with some flowers from Beautiful. the market stunning you were telling me like I think I'm just gonna get like an op shop dresser I'm like oh yeah I have one of those yeah you can get them from and you were like great oh, okay yeah okay right. I've never it happens yeah okay no. cool because I've always just been like oh I'll just go straight to Ikea and I'm like no I like that there will be well, a bit of also hello character. you get style too anyway let's wrap this up. yeah okay bye okay thanks guys <laughs> If you want to continue the conversation with us, we are never off our phones. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or perhaps head to the website for a stack of articles, different content, all kinds of interviews at thethinkergirls.com.au. This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.